Hello gorgeous, welcome back to Gala Loves Everything. I took a little break and I am back and I'm returning to this podcast with a renewed vigor and optimism and a really refreshed commitment to just being unabashedly myself and what a nice way to kick off Aquarius season. And I am coming to you today as someone who really feels deeply connected to their own weirdness, their own zaniness, their own life force and their own source. And the way that I got here is quite interesting indeed. So I just took three weeks off work and in that time I have been through a massive journey of self-discovery, and it has been so valuable. So at the start of December, I hired a feminine embodiment coach because my next book is all about being in the feminine, using that sense of wisdom within, letting go of hustle culture and returning to being in our bodies and slowing down and feeling sensual and renewed again. And I hired this coach because I thought, all right, if I'm going to rediscover this side of myself, and if I'm going to write a book about how to do this, I need help. I want resources. I'm not going to try and do this on my own. I am going to get as much support as I can. And after our first call, her first piece of homework for me was to take a break from work. Because when she asked me, When's the last time you took a break from work? I couldn't answer. I had no idea. So she said, take some time off. And I said, okay, yes, I'm down. Let me take this time off work. I'm really excited to do this. I think this will be a beautiful space for me to discover myself. And when I took those time, that time off, I realized how much I was getting my emotional needs met by my work. And I also realized how much I use my work, which I love so deeply, to bolster me and to avoid the emotions I don't want to feel and to shy away from the parts of my life that maybe actually need a bit of work. And I think we all do this. We all have a place that we go to regularly whether it's a relationship or it's our work or it's the gym or it's our children, there's a place that we go where we have really honed our skills. We feel confident, we feel competent, and it's a place we go where we're like, I'm the fucking boss bitch of this shit. And when we're in that space, when we're working on that thing, when we're engaging with that thing, we're able to skim over what's really not working for us. And so we go there all the time because it makes us feel good to go there, but it also can be to our detriment. So with this absence of work for me, when I was sitting in this void, I realized viscerally that things were not as they seemed. And for a while, I'd been feeling like my life had shrunken down and To be fair, I think a lot of us feel this way because of COVID. You know, the things that we used to do, the freedom we used to have, the sense of community that we used to have, the sense of spontaneity that we used to have has kind of gone away. And 
things are not as carefree as they once were. So I think it's it's normal for us all to be feeling a little bit like our lives are smaller now than they were, say, three years ago. But this felt different. This didn't feel COVID-related. This didn't feel like something outside of me. It felt like something inside of me. And, you know, on the external, like the appearance of my life, things were amazing. They were thriving, right? Like incredible business growth and buying supercars and in this magical relationship. So externally, right, you'd look at my life and be like, she is hitting, like this is sick. And all of those things did make me happy and did feel good, but something on the inside was different, not connected, like there was some kind of friction there. And I started feeling like my spark had gone. And when I was in my work, I could recapture that. I felt excited about what I was doing. But just in my general life, I was feeling like my spark wasn't there. I was feeling really tired. I wasn't feeling excited or lit up about life. I wasn't anticipating things. I wasn't looking forward to anything. And things just felt really flat. And I'd been going around and around for ages trying to figure out what was going on. And I'm very thankful that I have some extremely talented friends. And I was talking to my friend Pia on the phone and she said to me, all of our limitations can be found within our unresolved trauma. And it stopped me in my tracks and I thought, I wonder if this is deeper than just a case of like motivation or something kind of on the surface. I wonder if there is something deeper going on here. And so the night that she said that to me, I thought, okay, I want to really sit down with myself and get clear about what's going on here. And I think the way to do this is to journal from the perspective of my childhood self. And so I went into my bedroom and put my phone on the other side of the bed and I turned it over and I think I put it on Do Not Disturb. I had some quiet music playing. I had some nice lighting going. And I lay there on my bed and I journaled from the perspective of little Gala for an hour and a half. And I asked myself some questions. I asked, I literally wrote on the paper like, little Gala, what do you want to say to me? What do you need? What are you angry or upset about? And I just let it flow out of me unconsciously. And it was really incredible what came out. And as I wrote, I would then return to kind of my adult self and ask a new question and then just see what the answer was. And I realized that even though I had released a lot of my old codependency, like, you know, I had stopped dating projects, I had stopped dating addicts, I had stopped dating narcissists. And this is a journey that I wrote about in my last book, Hologram Heart, which is really an incredible journey of like healing my relationship stuff. I realized that there were still some big pieces left that I didn't even know were in there. And we did some tapping on all of this actually in this last weekend's High Vibe Honey. We tapped on I am not my mother and we tapped on honoring our mothers, but realizing that we didn't have to make the same choices that she did. And that was really helpful for me, but mostly what I needed was just to recognize some patterns. 
in myself. And these patterns became extremely self-evident once I started journaling. So here was my pattern. My pattern was this. When I started dating somebody, I would be totally myself because I'd been single for a while and I was like in my groove and I knew who I was and I was confident and I was wearing fabulous outfits and like loving my life and just killing it, right? But the more I got to know the person I was dating and the deeper I got into that relationship, the more I would try to people please the more I would try to become their quote unquote dream girl and I would listen to the things that they'd said and I would try to contort myself to become this figment of fantasy for them, but not in a fun way, in a way that was about limiting myself and muzzling myself and don't say that thing, he's not going to get it. And don't do that, it's weird and he's not going to find that attractive. And don't talk about the things that you love because he's not really interested. So you should probably just talk about the things that he's interested in. And I would conform and I wouldn't speak up and I would tend to their emotions ahead of my own. And I would shut down that sense of fun and spontaneity that I had. I would shut down that cute, silly, affectionate, sexy, ridiculous, zany part of me because to me that wasn't a part of being in a serious relationship. And so as a result, obviously when I do that, my spark would totally disappear the relationship would suffer and I would wonder why is it that I feel more like myself when I'm single? And why was this happening? It was happening because that is what I had observed growing up. That was my pattern of what a successful relationship looked like. And I realized with this thunderclap that that was just not what I wanted. It might have worked for my parents, but it was not something that I wanted. I wanted a different set of rules for my own relationship. And I wanted to be in a relationship that was passionate and sexy and wild and spontaneous, not one that was shut down and serious and about trying to constantly tend to somebody else's emotions before I tended to my own. Because one of the things that my coach said to me, and in fact, I'm literally going to flick to this page that is in my journal about it. She said to me that you cannot manage your partner's mood and express your truth at the same time. And I was like, damn. And so as I did this journaling, I realized that when I did these things, these XYZ things that I had seen, I was just perpetuating a toxic pattern. And I spoke to my friend Pia about this again, and I said to her, okay, so I've recognized that I have these patterns. What's the next step? Do you think I should tap it out? Like, what do you think I should do? And she was like, absolutely, do some tapping on it, but really the most important thing that you can do is just center action. So you have to take new actions when you notice those things coming up. You basically have to create a new groove of the record so that when there's the same stimulus, you're choosing a new response over and over. And the more that you choose this new response, the easier it will become to be in that place. So now I can observe myself, right? I can, because I've 
got this awareness of my behavior. I have this overview. I can look down and I can see when little Gala is in the driver's seat and I can gently pick her up in her cute little dress and I can put her in the passenger seat and she can ride shotgun, but I can let my adult self drive the car. I can let my adult self make choices that are gonna get me what I want. Because you have to face facts, like if in your life you are not getting the things that you want, you're not receiving the results that you deeply crave, what is the behavior that you are doing repeatedly that is creating those results? And the proof is really in the pudding. So all this journaling and this recognition happened a couple of days before I went to Vegas to see Le Poisson. And as I drove there with Wheatsy in the back seat, being adorable, no music playing. Or my, Okay, that's not true. I always have music playing, but the music was really quiet. And instead of singing along at the top of my lungs, which is what I normally do when I'm driving, I was instead thinking about my patterns and how I wanted to change them. And as a result... We had a really good, fun weekend. We laughed constantly. We had this great, fun, sexy time. And he said to me, like, we haven't laughed this much in a long time. And it's like with this codependent mindset that I was in, I had shut down that like fun stuff because instead I was so concerned about like, does he like me? Does he love me? Does he see a future with me? How do I please him? And when you're in that zone, which is really like, it's codependency, but it's also perfectionism and it's people pleasing and it's shrinking yourself to try to be what somebody else wants. When you're in that place, you are shutting down all of your fun, all of your spontaneity and all of your authenticity. You cannot be authentic when you are trying to tend to someone else constantly. Now that doesn't mean that you never take their thoughts into account or their emotions into account. Obviously you do. That is what a relationship is, is making sure that the other person is good and you're taking care of one another, but not this constant people pleasing stuff. That will kill your relationship because they start dating you and all of a sudden you're just not who you were. And they're like, who the fuck is this person? And so that weekend I made these conscious choices about how I wanted to feel and then I acted on them. And I remembered who I am at my core before I got conditioned. And it was transformative. And I just feel so much more peace in my heart I feel so much more connected to myself. And that is why journaling is so deeply valuable, when, especially when you're journaling from your childhood self. It shines a light on what is really going on. And yes, I could have kept looking at this from a high level of like in the present day, how am I reacting and let me change this behavior and blah, blah, blah. But until I looked at myself from the childhood view and looked at it from, okay, what is she acting out and why and where did that come from? There's no way I would have been able to change this at a deeper, meaningful level. Like you can write yourself a million post-its to remind yourself of the behavior you want to change. But until you look at your childhood and where that's coming from and what you learned and then you get some awareness of that and you realize, okay, if I keep following this path, this is where it's going to lead and that's not what I want. So let me return to my core and do what's really me as opposed to a pattern, a habit. 
then we're really going to be spinning our wheels. So if you're doing healing work, but you're not journaling, you're really missing a big piece of the puzzle. And morning pages are a great way to set yourself up so that you are just connecting to yourself every day. But I really recommend doing this deeper journaling work, maybe at nighttime when you know you're not going to be disturbed or distracted and you don't have anything else you need to do other than go to sleep. And just writing to yourself from your childhood self. I know that might sound scary to you, but I actually think that you might be surprised by their wisdom, their sense of fun and adventure, their joy, their spontaneity. And I really want you to rediscover that for yourself because that is such a beautiful part of you that deserves to be unearthed from your deep self. So there you go. That is the story of me rediscovering my spark and doing this inner child healing work. And healing your inner child actually doesn't have to be that challenging. It doesn't have to be that difficult. You can just look at the behavior that you saw modeled and decide that you want to do something else. But I definitely recommend uh, the I Am Not My Mother tapping from High Vibe Honey. We also have a daddy issues tapping from like a couple of years ago in there in High Vibe Honey that you might want to check out. Uh, the link is bit.ly slash High Vibe Honey. I would love to see you in there, obviously. But that's the story. And, you know, I really bit my soul in these podcasts. I hope that you find it useful and that you that it resonates and it like pings something with you. And you may not be in the same spot as me. You may not have a struggle with codependency. You may not have seen those things modeled in your childhood, but maybe you did. And if you did, I really hope that this gives you a boost into resolving some of that for yourself because we all deserve to be living as our deep selves the self that's not concerned with people pleasing or ass kissing or trying to be the perfect dream girl or whatever fucking bullshit you tell yourself, there's so much power and glory and joy in really being you. And I'd love to see that from you every day. So thank you for listening. And by the way, if you want to write me a podcast review, I would love that. And I also... When you do that, send, take a screenshot of it and DM it to me on Instagram. I'm just at Gala Darling. And I often give random prizes and courses to people who have written me beautiful reviews. So let that be you. And I also really appreciate hearing your thoughts on the podcast because sometimes this isn't like Instagram where I get lots of comments and likes and feedback and shit. This is kind of just like talking into the void. So if you do enjoy this, please leave me a review. It really keeps me motivated to keep doing this and it makes me know that people are listening. So thank you for being here. This was episode 24. We're on a roll. I'm excited to make way more podcasts this year. Thanks for being patient while I took my three weeks off. As you can probably tell, it was very important, very necessary. And um, I will see you in the next episode. Mwah.